This Brooklyn Paper Radio clip is brought to you. Whoa, by... whoa, hold on a second, Vince. If you want to advertise on this clip, you've got to call Ralph D'Onofrio of Brooklyn Paper Radio at 718-260-2510. Yeah, go in there, do what you gotta do. That is right, everybody. Summer fun weekend in New York, Brooklyn, everywhere. It's Gersh Kunzman and Vince DiMaselli of Brooklyn Paper Radio recording and broadcasting live on the interweb and on iTunes and all those places from downtown Brooklyn. That's America's downtown. Stitcher, I believe. It's Stitcher. You may notice I am energized. It's a big weekend, Gersh. You got a big cup of coffee there. No, a lot of people have been saying I've been subdued the last few weeks, and I feel like no, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the noise, I'm bringing the funk bring today. It back. Bring I'll it tell back. you why. It's our special summer fun edition of Brooklyn Paper Radio, and here's why. Let me just tick these off for you, Vince. Go. We got a little conversation about sandals on men. I'm going to talk to you about that. Really, men wearing sandals. We're going to talk about. We're going to. Well, first of all, we're going to talk to Steve Levin, the councilman from Williamsburg, about the BQE and about the L train. I've nothing heard of them. I've nothing heard of them. says summer fun like Steve Levin. Nothing. We're going to talk a little bit about my meeting with the Park Slope Food Co-op today to talk about Murder at the Food Co-op, my soon to be pu- uh, Wait a second. soon to be produced fringe festival Wait hit. Wait a second. The, at the Food Co-op, you've, you've you're, you're discussing this. I dis- I went in there and I told them, "Listen, you guys got to be on board because we are a juggernaut." Anyway, <sighs> we're going to talk about it's part of our summer fun issue. I love and it. the last great thing, Vince, I was biking over here on the Manhattan Bridge. I was hot. It's a hot day, mm-hmm. and all these, Jimmy, you know this, all the New Yorkers are always, oh, it's so hot, oh, 10 ways to beat the heat. My editor's like, oh, we, let's do a story about how, that we end up in a freezer. No, I love the heat. You know why I love the heat? Because the joints are nice and loose. That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. But also, you ready for this? Go. Heat is the great equalizer. How so? Because we're all sweating, mm-hmm. and we all look like crap. We feel like crap. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I used to see, I see those girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. They all look the same. They all look, you know, put upon. They look, that's great because I look the same way. What's the difference between antiperspirant and deodorant? What's the difference between antiperspirant and deodorant? It's a very big difference. I'm glad you asked that. I'm I'm just trying to figure it out. So I always wear an antiperspirant deodorant. And if my girlfriend's listening, she knows why. Mm -hmm. So I use both. If you only get an antiperspirant, you don't sweat. All right, so wait, it's the antiperspirant. That's the one you need. A deodorant means you sweat like, uh, if I may say, you sweat like balls. Uh-huh. And you, but you don't stink. But so you th- sweat. It just kind of covers the odor. <clears throat> so this is what I'm saying. Summer is the great equalizer. We're mm-hmm. all sweating. Some oh. of us are smelling. Now, Oh, yeah, I see those you pit say, stains. No, you could see that. Jimmy, now, Jimmy, can we get those pit stains? I, I know look. it's a radio show, but... but the fact is, I use antiperspirant as well. And I'm just saying it, I don't think it works. But technically, I'm just using a deodorant. It looks like you're only using a deodorant. No, I am using an antiperspirant. Anyway, we got to get out. As part of our summer... You know, you're always <laughs> changing the subject. This is very interesting well, stuff. I'm introducing... People are out there, and they're worried. Are they using the right thing? Okay, well, I'm, I'm about to announce why I cut you off. Okay, go. So it's part of our summer fun edition. I am offering, as I have for the last few weeks, $10 to the per- first person who calls our hotline at 718-260-4502. Now, line, gonna, it's physically hot. We're not we calling gonna, it a hotline for any other reason. If you touch it, it's so hot out, the line is hot. But you could fry an egg on that hotline. I think you could. That's hot. Thank you. That's it. Very good, Jimmy. So here's the thing. We're going to be using that line in about five, ten minutes to call Steve Levin, who is yep. the councilman for Williamsburg, and a good guy. And if you remember anything about him from the Brooklyn paper, he had the oldest car 
like of all time. It yeah, was we did that. It we was a that. tribute to frugality, and I love that about mm -hmm. him. But he's going to talk about the L train. But I'm waiting for a call because I, I, there was a bunch of people tweeted me. You ready for this? Go. They tweeted me and they said, I want to get the $10. How do I call in? I was like, I'm not giving you the number over the internet. You've no, got to listen to the yeah, show listen. where the web, the number will be set. 718-260-4502. Yeah. Now it should, it should just light up. So all those people who are tweeting me today should be, you know, doing that thing on the, what you do with the dialing and thing. But if they're they not, it doesn't matter. They can dial it. They can, they can punch it in. Interesting thing Can today. you talk it? I think with an iPhone now, you could talk it. You could talk the number? You just talk the number. Really? I don't know. Let I'm guessing. Let me try that. Siri? Give it a try. Here, let's do this. You getting this, Jimmy? Yeah, go. Siri, can you call 718-260-4502 for me? I wanna, I'm very nervous. Calling 718-260-4502. She's hmm. doing it. Well, this is going to get weird. This it's is like, going to be like one of those mirrors oh, it's in like, a mirror. It's like being John Malkovich. It's like a mirror in a hey, mirror. You, you talk to me. Okay. Hello, it's Brooklyn Paper Radio. Hey, Gersh, you there? No, it didn't pick up. So anyway, if you're the first caller... No, it's on the line. Oh, okay. Well... Gersh, you there? Vince, you've just won $10. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right, let's hang up on me. Anyway, I want to tell you what happened to me today, because it is a hot day, and I went out there on my bike. You know mm -hmm. I'm a cycling guy, and my obituary, Jimmy, you know this, right? My obituary is in Vince's computer. I have it. And in the computer of Ben Musick, uh, editor emeritus of the Brooklyn paper. One of the editor emeritus. He's got the LA Times now. Yeah. So my, my obit's in the computer because when I cycle, and I cycle hard, if I come up Smith Street, what, what, what's Smith Street to you, Vince? Oh, it's just a wonderful place to get food. I call Smith Street the gauntlet. You oh, want to really? know why? Just going down the gut. Smith, just right down the gut. Smith between Atlantic and Tillery. If you're a cyclist and you can hear the sound of my voice, you know what I'm talking about. I'm looking at that. I'm looking Smith, out the window. Smith becomes J Street, so yeah. you're confusing everyone. When you say Smith Street to me, I'm thinking Smith Street proper, That's good point. which would be in Carroll Gardens, Cobble Hill. You're talking about J Street, which is which literally is the danger zone. You know the highway to the danger zone? Highway That's, to the... That's what, that's what Jay Street okay, is so for, I, so for bicyclists. I, so, so you know what I did? I tweeted at the Department of Transportation. That's at NYC underscore DOT. By the way, I just drove past the area that you're talking about today because, you know, I'm yeah. in the car. Yeah. I drove past the area, and at Smith and Atlantic, the city has installed one of those horns on the light where when the light turns green, the horn honks. It the, immediately honks, yeah. It immediately honks to let you know. Let me guess. You were the first car. It's, I was the first <laughs> car. The horn honked, and I, oh, oh, well, it's green. Anyway. I love that the city's done that. I'm coming up the gauntlet, J Street between Atlantic and Tillery. Mm -hmm. All sorts of stuff is wacky stuff. There's cops double parked. There's buses in the wrong, going northbound in the southbound lanes. It's, it's insane. I'm screaming, look out, heads up, the whole pedestrians. So I get to work and I send a tweet to at NYC underscore DOT. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking... Who's monitoring that? I don't know. Okay. So I send the thing say, hey, guys, you've got to fix J Street. It's all cop cars. It's all pedestrians. Nobody knows where to go, blah, blah, blah. Somebody tweets back. Really? Please express your concerns to the Brooklyn Borough Commissioner. And it provided a link. A link which I'm or, gonna, or a Twitter feed? No, a link. An actual link to an actual website. And I will give you that. It's not going to, it doesn't matter if I give it to you, but you can look it up. And I was able to log, or is it lodge? I was able to lodge. Loge. I was able to loge my complaint with the city DOT. And I just got back an email or automated response. I think it's automated. It says, 
Dear Gersh Kuntzman, thank you for contacting the New York City Department of Transportation. Your message has been received by BC-Brooklyn. I don't know what that is. BC. Borough, Command, Borough Commissioner. I don't yeah. know. Borough for review and handling of your request. Mike, and I have a correspondence case number if you guys want to write this down at home. Okay. DOT-299012-B2F0. Do me a favor. Write that down. You can check. Jimmy, can you check the progress on that? Because apparently they haven't fixed the problem yet, and just, I want just, you to be yeah, on Google that. Google it. So Google that, DOT-299012-B2F0. I'm going to ask Levin about this in I a minute. I think I have all. I have the answer to the problems on What's on, the problem? What's your thing. answer? You run a, a, a trolley down there. <laughs> yeah, done the done and done. <laughs> I say turn J Street into what I call Brooklyn Piazza. Yeah, just a Piazza de Brooklyn. Pedestrian square. Pedestrian, yeah. Okay, I'm taking a sip of this fine coffee. Vince. No, it's from the Albon Pond. I see do. that. No, I had a question for you about uh, about J Street. Now, I come down J Street a lot, and I have to make a right turn onto what is called, I think it's called like Metro Tech Way or something like yeah. that, and a bunch of parking lots. And when I'm making that right turn, yes, yes. a lot of times bicyclists yes. are coming down. Yes. And technically yeah. are passing me on the right, yes. which technically is illegal. Hold you on. don't. You, well, let me finish. You okay. do not pass cars on the right. So, and there happens to be on the bike lane where I'm making this right yeah, turn. Yeah. It gets instead of it being a hard line, a Dotted straight line. line, it is a dashed line. And every time I go to make this turn, yes. I get a bicyclist screaming yes. at me. Yeah, that's me sometimes. Saying, "Hey, what are you get out of? It? It's my well, lane. No, no, well, just oh, it's my point, lane. Point of information. And <laughs> yes. So they, you know. So I'm saying to them, "Well, look, I'm in front of you. You got to look out yeah. for what I'm doing. I got my signal on." You got I'm the not, light. You got I the have light. the light. I'm not doing anything. And then if there are pedestrians, I sometimes have to stop yes. for those pedestrians yes. because I'm not going to run them over. I'm pro-pedestrian. I've been that way my entire life. You know this. You are one of the great drivers for pedestrians. I'm, yeah, and well, and uh, I try to be one of the great drivers for bicycles. We'll try to establish but I don't, that. The attitude <laughs> yes. is what gets me. Okay. Well, let's, let's The attitude, Gersh, that they have the right of way. Look, as you know from our own Mean Streets coverage, which we And point, the fact that they then go through the red light as I wait for it. Well, then you're then you're saying you were about to go through it. No, no, no. I'm saying on some occasions the light's red. You just hurt and your case, Counselor. You just hurt your case. No, but I didn't. Let's go back to our own Mean Streets coverage. You and I coined it because we know it's a, bra a battle for Brooklyn byways. Yes. It's cyclists. It's pedestrians. It's drivers. It's buses. And yes. even, it's even subways sometimes. It's literally the heart and soul of the city. So the point is, you're saying, what's the law? You started the question by saying, what's the law? And I'll tell you the law. Tell me the law. You want to know what the law is? What's the law? Cars need to yield to cyclists in a bike lane. That is a fact. So you actually have to wait until all the cyclists have come. Before I make that right Believe turn. it or not. Believe it or not. And we'll talk to Levin about it because he knows. I would like to, I would like to let's know. Get him on the like phone. Let's get him on the phone We're right now. calling him now? Yeah, let's do it. Do I do this? Vin uh, yeah, it's 5 o'clock, right? Yeah. So it's the 5 o'clock phone call. Please don't don't steal this phone number. No, because it is the councilman's number. Personal number. I'm calling yeah, you at home. Yeah, this is a personal line that we have. To, what are you doing? <laughs> it just makes it louder. Let's I get know. him on the phone. It's just Jimmy. I hope uh, you know how, how nervous I get. With, with Councilman Levin? Yeah. Huh? It's better not keep. And, uh, and also, it just got very. No, he's good. Well, Jimmy's got to remember to shut down that line when we sh when we close off because. It's funny we didn't get a call. You... What is Hello? going on? Oh, is that Councilman Steve Levin of Williamsburg? Yes. Are you Sorry, in a I'm Are you in a position? Out of a meeting. Oh, are you in a position to talk, Councilman? I don't want to pull you out of an important. I am. No, no I'm. I'm all. I'm all set, Gersh. Okay, great. Well, uh, you're, you're you're on the phone with Gersh Kunzman, of course. Wait a second. We set this up in advance. <laughs> We're on the phone with Gersh Kunstman, of course. That's me. I talk in the third person. And, of course, Vince DiMaselli, the editor of the Brooklyn Paper. Councilman, how are you? 
Good. How are you, sir? You know, we're actually doing really well. And, you know, we're going to talk about the L train. We're going to talk about the yep. BQE. We might even talk about the weather. But Vince started the show by getting my... Yeah. The, Vince started the show by getting my goat. Yep. And he specifically was asking me about bike lanes. Now, Vince is a driver. I'm a cyclist. And you're a both, from what I imagine. So who, who am I speaking to right now? Gersh Kunstman of the who? Brooklyn Paper, the Daily News, a whole bit. Yeah, and, and who else? We've got Gersh. Well, Vince, Vince DiMasselli, who you know from many years, Councilman. Yes. You remember Vince, a handsome man, starting the gray a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. Yeah. Always attractive. Yes, yes. Okay. And a real person. Okay, <laughs> okay so, then, so then who's, who's got who's goat here? So Vince has got my goat. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how. I was started the show okay. by complaining about the uh, bike lane on J Street in downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown. Now, you're familiar with that bike lane, are you not? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be fixed, but okay. yeah. <laughs> well said. Okay, but here's the law that Vince wanted some help with. If yep. Vince is driving northbound on J Street, and there's a cyclist who's also cycling northbound on J Street, uh, about two or three car lanes behind Vince, Vince wants to make a right turn off of J Street, a legal right turn, does he have right. to stop into and into Metrotech, yeah. a little Metrotech alleyway there? Does he have to stop and wait for the cyclist to pass, or can he proceed as if that cyclist is like a car behind him? Um, you know, I don't know the exact rule of how far back a cyclist has to mm. be. I mean, you have you to see? be conscientious as the driver that you're not cutting you're not cutting the cyclist off, but. I imagine that if, it, if you're far enough ahead, you should be able to make a, uh, a right-hand Yeah, the point I was trying to make to Gersh was technically the bicyclist is as speeding up as passing me on the right, which, you know, is, yeah. you know as a car driver, that's, you're not supposed to do that. That's the tough question. Well, no, he has his own lane, so he has, he has, the, he has the right of way in his lane. I think that uh, I imagine that you have to, as a, as a driver, I would, I would recommend looking into your right side mirror to see if there's any, any cyclist coming up on your right-hand side. I mean, and I'm, I'm here... Conversely, if you're making a left-hand turn and there's a bike lane on your left-hand side, I would look in your left I'm side not, mirror. I'm hearing, I'm hearing better safe than sorry. I'm hearing if you're a driver, just take that extra second to keep Gersh Kunstman alive on the cycle. What I would say is this. <laughs> no, you didn't care about that. Okay, we yeah. Are, <laughs> New York City is a very crowded city. We are all sharing the roads. And so I, I drive, I cycle from time to time, and I'm a pedestrian, right? Yeah. When I'm a cyclist, I think the pedestrians and the drivers are at fault. When I'm a pedestrian, I think that the cyclists and the drivers are at fault. And when, you know, on the, the, the last one... I, the What's the last combination? Yeah. Right. So it, it, where, where, whatever you're doing, the other two sides, you know, the other, the other two are at fault. I, I always feel like we're, it's, a, it's a crowded city, we're sharing the roads, we need to be conscientious of one another. And I think that what's important is that we're actually doing, in terms of infrastructure, whatever we could do to give everybody their own space to some degree. So actually that's why the DOT's proposal for J Street is actually really good because it's going to separate out the bike lane with a, with a lane of, uh, of parked cars. That's what we and need. That should, and that should actually have a real impact in terms of... Uh, of, of you know keeping uh, the double parked cars that are currently parking in the bike lanes. I mean that's a big problem. Yep. I actually rode a bike to work last Monday on the bike to work day, and that was a huge issue that I that I encountered with a lot of people parking double parking in the bike lanes. And as a driver, you don't think much of it. When you're a cyclist, you're then thrust out into the middle of whatever type of traffic is going on.
I mean, I got to say, you put, you really put it succinctly, which is, no matter what you are, not you, whatever, no matter what one is, everyone else is an asshole. I mean, I can say that on radio. You can't. You're no, a councilman. I... But I, that's basically it. Because I'm a driver, I'm a pedestrian, I'm a, the other one. And it's, it's well, not I, easy. I, I often ask you, gotta, it, it involves a little bit of self-reflection. You've got to be like, wait a second, are they really at fault or am I just being an aggressive New Yorker? There you go. I'm very pro-pedestrian as a driver. But I've got to say that the bicyclists, a lot of times, have a little bit of an attitude a little bit of superiority complex, and quite frankly, they go through the red lights while I'm sitting there waiting for them. So it just, and to me, it, that's a, it that's is. A, that's, that's, that is uh, that's something that I think you see a lot of. It's not okay. It's, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that I think more cyclists could do a better mm -hmm. job of is actually abiding by the stoplight. I know, yeah. but, but Councilman, it all it begins and ends with double parking. I mean, I, I mean you can, come on. Double parking, well, it's, it's the only capital punishment I support. Is double parking? Double parking is it, it, unless you're unless you're cycling, you don't really see how problematic it is. But when you're th when when you're a cyclist and you're now thrown into you know rush hour traffic, it becomes it's, it's very dangerous. You know, yep. and if there's trucks, I mean, you know, when you're cycling next to a truck, yeah. a truck that's you know, they call me wrong way Corrigan. on truck or something. It's it's very scary. Now, every, I, every I go time, into oncoming traffic. Every time I see Gersh Kuntzman alive, I thank the good Lord that he that he made it home safely. It's funny, I know he, he's out there riding his bike. Councilman, you know how when the Pope lands in a in a, wherever he's flying, he always kisses the ground. Vince, every time he sees me, he kisses the ground. That's yes. how happy he is that I. <laughs> anyway, we got to get out. Anyway, you're right. You're right on the issues, and I hope you support that J Street plan. Do you? I do okay. absolutely. I've been working with. Uh, all of the folks for a couple of years now on getting, getting, uh, you know, that we did a charrette about two years ago, and that led to the DOT's plan. And I think I think everybody's pretty happy with it. Well, I mean, I guess, hey, we're talking to Councilman Levin, it's like talking to Gandhi. Like you got mm -hmm. all the, you're bringing everybody together. Nah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> all right, he won't this accept. Is a, this is a consensus. This is a consensus plan. There you but, go. but one thing about uh, downtown Brooklyn and J Street is, is uh, a big issue. There is, is uh, people abusing parking, and there's. Placard abuse and oh. um, uh, and there's you know there's uh, you know all types of people parking where they shouldn't be parking. Well, there you go. And pedestrians really with their earphones and their iPhones. I mean, it, there's too many phones, frankly. Anyway, we got to get out. <laughs> we brought Councilman Levin on the show tonight because a it, well, first of all we haven't had him on the show and you're great and we're big fans. I mean, I I can be I could be like can yeah, I, I, I have on the show before? Yeah, I think oh, this is the second right. time. I don't he's, really he's remember. A he's a two timer. Okay, two -timer. <laughs> you're in the two club anyway. The biggest story out of your district, the other part of your district, is obviously the L train. Now, you know what has to be done. We had Hurricane Sandy damage. Everybody in the city knows the work needs to be done. They have to shut the L train down for a certain amount of time. It just has to be done. I suffered with the R train when it was out. People, did it, the whole thing. But now, your a lot of your constituents in a recent poll said they would rather a quicker fix and shut the whole line down, just kill us for 18 months, rather than make us bleed for 26 or 36 months. Wh where are you on that? Well, uh, I saw that as well. I saw the reports. That it was a, a fairly large majority. The The poll was done by uh, the Riders Alliance and was, you know, polling their members. Oh. So, you know, I, I, it's hard to say exactly where everybody um, uh, was, was from, you know, in that poll. Uh, the L train serves a number of different communities going from Canarsie, all the way to um, to uh, Chelsea, and um, you know it's and that's a tough one. Well, you know, I, it was, I see 
you're starting off by I saying it was an. I, I haven't committed to one or the other. I'm I'm kind of waiting to see what more of the public input comes, what that comes forth with. Uh-huh. Um, so I I th- I kind of see both angles of it. Um, my constituents uh, are would see a major effect if it was shut down entirely for 18 months. Um, so the, the the folks I represent on the north side of Williamsburg and in Greenpoint um, would be significantly impacted. Um, because they don't really have other places to go. I mean, I think that one of the things that the MTA has been saying is that what their plan would be is to is to make sure that um, people are diverted throughout you know throughout their trip. So if you're coming from east of uh, Broadway Junction, get on the A train and you can go through. If you're coming if you're at um, at Myrtle Wyckoff, you can get on the M train. You know, uh, tra- you know, there's there's transfers available for the for the G train. Um, so there's there's opportunities to get off of the L line further further east. My constituents don't really have much of an opportunity to go any other place. So that's a concern. I mean, you know, that being said, if they were to do the other option with just one tunnel, that reduces the level of service so significantly that I would really worry about. Uh, how crowded it would be uh, when people were to try to get on the train, where now it's running once every three or four minutes, and under under a one tube it runs every 13 to 15 minutes or something like that. I mean, I can imagine a huge, huge backup and, and just a, an unworkable situation. I but I, so. I'm eager I mean, to hear from, from uh, what people say, and, and, you know, not just my constituents, but everybody that uses the L train, because it's a um, it has obviously a lot of users, and you know, this has the potential of being a real pain in the neck for a lot of people. Well, it's, the MTA really hasn't given you much of an option here. It's, it's option one is bad, and option two is worse. So, but you got to have a gut on this. I mean, my gut is simple. You I mean close it down, get it done as quickly as possible. Do you got what's your gut reaction? I mean, my gut reaction is I see both sides of it. No, 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 no. That's not a gut reaction. Because, I mean, you think about the impact of, I mean, you're, you're looking at two unsavory options here. And, um, you know, I, again, my constituents would, would, uh, would be significantly impacted if it was shut down entirely. Like, they would have, because, again, they just they can't divert anywhere else. They can't go back all the way to get on the A-train at Broadway Junction. Um, and, uh, and businesses. I mean, I have local businesses that would, that would, significantly feel the impact of not having anybody coming in along the L train. You know, that being said, I, I, have, I do have real concerns about the viability of the second option, whether it could actually even work. So the, the, the longer option with keeping one tube running, I'm, I, would, I'm, I have real concerns about whether that would even be feasible. All right, but Mahat, Mahatma Levin... About, about silica dust and how how um, how often you, how long you have to keep it closed afterwards because they got to do testing and there's a, it's, it's a very complicated project this is an enormous enormous project all right well Mahatma Levin is not going to go to his gut I'll go to the gut for him I think they shut it down and mm-hmm. do what they need to do and 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 we got to do all those things we got to turn the Williamsburg Bridge into a pedestrian mall we got to shut down 14th Street to nothing but bus traffic. You know, with these innovative solutions. And we got to do that mm-hmm. thing I said last week where the Metro card becomes a debit card and they, and they credit you for rides when you're inconvenienced like this. Where do you think? How about that? 
That's a, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, you know, one of the challenges is the MTA is a state agency. Right. Department of Transportation is a city agency, and so it's tough to kind of sometimes coordinate the state and the city and, uh, and, and making sure that, you know, it, just in, in things like uh, doing a free transfer from uh, the... Uh, any MTA bus or subway to the ferry, for example, that doesn't currently exist because of city and state issues. But but I will say this: that you know, seventy-seven percent of the of those that took that poll agree with you. So yeah. I well, think uh, that, but that uh, but you pointed you know, out that poll is an elitist poll. That's that's just the Riders Alliance, which is run by that outfit out of Squadron's former aide. Come on now, you can't. But, but I would say that I I would imagine that folks that live out in Canarsie and Bushwick in East New York and Cypress Hills probably feel similarly that they would rather it get shut down. I mean, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, assume anything, but, mm-hmm. but I could see a case being made for folks that live that far east that they can get on the A-Train. From, from Broadway Junction in the morning on the A-Train into Manhattan is something very short, like, uh, like 20 minutes or something like it's that. It's like a pleasure. It's an express train. Yeah. You don't tell anybody they're going to gentrify that neighborhood if you tell them that. I mean, that's I, the, I, I told I the gentrification joke. I rezoning to make sure that we keep affordable housing. Oh, well, I know. Jimmy, I know Jimmy, about that Jimmy with our sound effects, fell asleep there. No, so. no, listen. The fact is, I, I, and you know me, Councilman, I'm pro gentrification, so we'll have that debate for another time. we got to get out. Councilman, you have been, as I said, the Gandhi of the council. And a pleasure, uh, pleasure for coming on. Last question. I, we always let people, you know, you're a councilman. You want to you plug something. This is your chance. Just plug away. What's your All big right, well, What's well, your big question? I was going to say, tomorrow night, I'm working my shift at the Park Slope Food Co-op. Nice. So hmm. you want to come by, uh, I'm going to be a cashier from 7 to 9. So anybody that has any issues, I'm going to be at the cashier uh, uh, registers from 7 to 9 tomorrow at the Park Slope Food Co-op. I like that. Because, you know, Councilman, as part of our summer fun edition of Brooklyn Paper Radio, we're going to be talking about my new play, Murder at the Food Co-op, which will be in the Fringe Festival this August. I hope you'll be there. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, no, I mean, you're going to have to buy a ticket. I mean, I'm not inviting you. Of course, okay, absolutely. Because, yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, the council rules, I can't give you an $18 ticket. And that's, that's the kind of bargain it is, Vince. $18 for two hours of a Broadway-quality musical. Broadway quality. Sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> the other thing, Gersh, I, was, I don't mind calling myself a politician. So I, I read your op-ed this week. Uh-huh. I think I don't mind as, a, as, as, as an elected official, but also as a politician, I don't mind... I don't mind uh, referring to myself as a politician. No, no, I didn't. A politician is fine. I yeah. said you don't. You do you use the term public service? When I got into public service twenty years ago, do you say that? Well, sometimes it is it is public service, but but I, but I think that there's you know all too often we don't like to think of ourselves as politicians, and you know that's nothing to be ashamed of. A politician is is uh, it comes from uh, polytaste, right? So it's uh, oh, don't it's, disagree. It's the goes toward back to the people. Wow, it's Stephen Aristotle here. Hmm. No, I wasn't saying anything bad about politicians. I love politics. No, no. Politics is, the art, is the art of the possible. I'm talking about politicians like your own Hillary Clinton, who goes around saying, I, I've been dedicated my life to public service. Well, yeah, maybe, but there's a lot of other things that come with that, and I don't, I don't love that term. That, that was the I think point. they're kind of the same thing. I think, I think they're kind of the same. Yeah, but you but. used a different term. You used a better term. It's language. Well, I think that there's a lot of overlap. I think that there's a lot of overlap between the roles of a politician and the roles of a public person. Well, there you go. Yeah, but I'm saying it depends on how you talk about it. Like Vince DiMaselli here, who edits mm-hmm. the Brooklyn paper, yeah. I would argue is a public servant. I mean, he is serving the public. 
but he would never call himself a public service. He's no, getting paid. I get, I get paid. He's yeah. writing about stuff. He's enjoying life. He's on the radio with Gersh Kuntzman. Oh, it's a pleasure. So it's like an honor. It's an and honor. That's, on, that's the way I feel like you think about it's your a job. Pub, you a public honor and privilege. There you go. That's about it. Anyway, but I appreciate you bringing up that fine op-ed in the Daily News that I penned just a couple of days ago. It's doing mad traffic online, as the kids say. I, I, I saw that. All right, <laughs> Councilman Levin, we've got to get out because we've got to pay some bills so we can run the uh, lights in this place. Councilman Steve Levin, you're a, a star and a, and a true uh, Gandhi-like inspiration. Thank uh, you for coming on. You flatter me. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you guys so much for having me. Take care. Thanks. Nice. Pleasure. All right, Jimmy, cut him off. Thanks. We've got to pay some bills here. I've got to tell you, first of all, it's great to have Councilman Levin on the phone. Because, first of all, he knows the issues. You he, know, if I was running against Councilman Levin, go. My, my whole, like, I would be the unleavened. The un, you would be the unleavened. <laughs> it always happens. I know. I would You'd run be, as the unleavened. The unleavened. Yeah, I think that's how I would do Is it. Is that like a, what are you making, an unleavened bread kind of thing? Like kind a of, Jewish yeah. joke? Yeah, it's a kind of a... I thought maybe you were going with a 7-Up joke. Like, what was that? The that's the uncola. That's the uncola. No, I, I'd run... We gotta pay some bills. Like we gotta pay no, some bills. It wasn't, wasn't like that at all. So let's. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Well, Jim, Jimmy's just hitting Jimmy, everyone. No all right, guys. There. So I biked over the bridge today, Vince. Okay. And I gotta say, I felt. You went over the Manhattan Bridge. Yes, I did. I felt a twinge. Uh oh. You know the Wait, twinge in, I'm talking about. In your in your heart? No, not in my heart. A little in bit. Your, a little bit further. A little bit further back. Oh, in your. In my spine. Neck and spine. My spine. So as you know. I am a huge fan of Dr. Melinda Keller at the Brooklyn Spine Center for several reasons. One, she's got a machine called the DRX-9000. Mm -hmm. And what that does, it creates compression force, and it helps neutralize the pain of degenerative disc disease, sciatica, bulging discs, herniated discs. That's when the disc actually bulges out and touches the spinal nerve. You ever have that, Vince? No, I haven't had that problem. Well, I've had it, and it is excruciating. Well, you go to Melinda Keller, she whips you right up. Now, here's the thing you got to call her first, 718-475-9438, to find out if the DRX-9000 is right for you. It might not be, but she's got other tr treatments. Uh, it's pulling and pushing and rubbing and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, Melinda Keller, Brooklyn Spine Center, 5911 16th Avenue in Brooklyn. The number again, 718-475-9438. And on the web at brooklynspinecenter.com. That's pretty, pretty good. All right. Hey, you got my music for me, Johnny? Sure do. All right, play it up. Let's go. You ready? You hear that? I do. You hear? Do let's hear take it. Yeah. it let's take it down a little, John. Take it down a little. You know what that is? No, I don't know what that. That is, is the soothing sounds of Ari Harmony featuring Kapatanabe. Now, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Would you say Kapatanabe? Kapatanabe. That's yeah, what we're it's doing. Very That's famous. Ari Harmony featuring Kapatanabe, and they will be performing at Atlas Steakhouse on June 16th, 2016. That's the next two weeks or so. You're going to be there from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. So you go in Atlas Steakhouse. You know what it is. It's a Mediterranean-style steakhouse. It's not one of those German-style no, steakhouses. it's not the German steakhouses. You go in. You enjoy one of their signature cocktails. You maybe have one of their delicious appetizers. You've got to have the crab cakes. Vince, oh, Vince and I have. No, Gersh loves the crab cakes. I do. And you could sit back, relax, maybe a nice glass of wine, a fine vintage. Wait, I just had a cocktail. Now I'm going to have a glass well, of wine? Well, after, after you have your appetizer, sure, yeah, you're waiting yeah. for your steak, I'm going to have a glass of wine. And you enjoy the performance of Ari Harmony and Kava Tanabe. They're going to be there June 16th at 8 p.m. There's a, there's a $15 minimum. You know, it's going to be hard to spend $15 at Atlas Steakhouse because the values are so good. You get that crab cake, you might be so full from the crab cake, you don't even buy a main course. And suddenly you, ha you haven't spent fifteen dollars. Well, I would still recommend one of those one of the steaks that they have because okay. they're absolutely fantastic. Atlas Steakhouse, of course, at nine forty three 
Coney Island Avenue in Ditmas Park. It's right near 18th Avenue. And, of course, they're always online at atlassteak.com. You know, it's funny. I've been to Atlas Steak with Vince. And then after I had an Atlas Steak, it was so it was so delicious. But I got really wide gaps in my teeth. Uh-huh. And steak gets caught in there. It does. It can. And if my girlfriend's listening, I'm sorry, honey. I don't floss every day. I don't. I want to, but who's got the time? You know, when I leave well, Atlas Steakhouse, I, they have the toothpicks. All right. Here's what I'm talking about, though. So I said to my girlfriend, I don't have the time to floss. She says, why don't you just call Joseph Lichter, DDS, oh. and you'll go see him and he'll get it. And I did. Mm-hmm. Joseph Lichter, he does the cleaning. He does the whitening. He does even this thing called Invisalign, which I don't need. Invisalign is the invisible braces for adults. You think I need it? Say. I got my teeth aren't great. You know what? You could you could probably go for the well, Invisalign. Did, Nobody did, would know. At this point, I'm 51. No one would know, Gersh. But here's the thing. Lichter's prices are a third to a half off what everybody else's prices. And I take my kid to that fancy dentist in Park Slope who is so expensive. He charged him $1,000 for a cleaning and what they called like a finishing or something. A finishing for your kid? I don't have $1,000. So no. I personally go to Joseph Lichter DDS. He's there at 1420 go. Avenue P. That's for periodontal. And that's in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Phone number, of course, 718-339-7878. And if you want to find him on the web, it's josephlichterdds.com. Now, Lichter spelled L-I-C-H-T-E-R. DDS.com. And we've paid some bills. It's a smile you'll be proud of. Woof. Is that a slogan? A smile you'll be proud of? I I think I just wrote that. Well, they should use that. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. right. Anyway, listen. We got to get out. Now, you know and I know, Jimmy, Councilman Levin was good enough to mention a fine story I had done earlier this week about public service. He misquoted me, by the way. I didn't say anything bad about politicians. I love politicians. Politics is the art of the possible, Vince. Is that what they say? And I never let... Who says that? I never let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Mm. I don't, because mm, mm. if you know anything about me, I'm not perfect. I'm no, no, far from it. I'm good. See? I'm good. Anyway. I'm with you on that. But Councilman Levin didn't mention- We are in lockstep. Didn't mention a great story I wrote today about Donald Trump's hair. Jimmy, you know this story? Gawker, we have a lot of friends at Gawker, and I'm a big fan of Gawker. I am too. Uh, and we have a lot of friends at Gothamist, so Nathan Tempe, if you can hear the sound oh, of my voice. Tempe. If you would call in, remember- $10 to the first caller at 718-260-4502. Just give us a call. But here's the thing. We got friends at Gawker. They write this story about Donald Trump's hair today. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you want to get to a discussion about the Common Core, but Trump's hair, yes. I, if you've ever seen it, Jimmy, if you could put up a picture of Trump's hair. Put it Trump's up there. Trump's hair you see that? is uh, astounding. Now, Gawker's argument was that it's a hair weave. Now, when you say astounding, what do you mean? Like, well, what's your, what's your a, definition of astounding? It's an architectural thing of beauty. I mean, it's a triple comb over. I've been very close to Donald Trump on many occasions, and I've also studied his hair. And as you know, I wrote the definitive book, Hair, Mankind's Historic Quest to End Baldness. Yep, I remember that. And that was for Random House, not a shady outfit. No, it's good stuff. You didn't, it's not self-published or anything. Could have been a bestseller. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay. So I studied Don, Donald Trump's hair. I studied baldness. Mm-hmm. Gawker alleges it's a hair weave. Now, a hair weave is ostensibly a toupee that's actually woven into your hair. It is no, not. Wait, wait. It's... A toupee is something that you put on top of your head. No, a toupee can be attached in a, a variety of ways. It can be attached with double stick tape, a very strong double stick tape. Okay. But some toupee manufacturers want to weave it into your existing side hair. Even bald men have side hair that they never oh, lose. Oh, I see. So the so the weave in in the case of the toupee is it's being attached to the hairs on the side of your head. Exactly, and then it loosens after a while, and you got to retighten. That's not what Donald Trump is doing. And okay. I I take issue with Gawker's exclusive today. It had a lot of great reporting. But the problem was it's inaccurate. I have been close to Donald Trump, and Donald Trump has a comb over. Now, comb over. It's not a Giuliani comb over. 
That was not a good comb-over. No, bad comb-over. Yeah. It's more of a Christian Bale in American Hustle comb-over. I know that comb-over. Okay. So, if you can hear the sound of my voice, go to the Daily News after our show and read that story because it's an important story. And I brought it up as part of our summer fun issue. Why? Well, because hygiene is an important thing. And hair comb-overs, and that's all part of hygiene? But I wanted to bring up something that's more important, which is my feet. Uh From Donald Trump's head to my feet. Let's move right to the the bottom of Let's get to the bottom of Gersh. Jimmy, you'll notice I'm wearing sandals today. I've heard about this. It's a hot day. And I am of the mind that a man can wear sandals to his office in public on a hot summer day. Vince, where are you? No. No, you just say no right offhand. No. Why? No, you do not wear sandals to the office. Why? Women do. I just don't think it's right. I just I actually had a big conversation with my staff today. I said, the gentleman can't wear shorts. No, shorts is different. You're wearing shorts right now. Yeah, I was on the bike. I changed at the office. But okay. I had the sandals on all day. Well, uh-huh. why no sandals? I don't know, especially with your feet, Gersh. Uh, well, that's a whole separate issue. Well, there you go. I don't want to see knees, and I don't want to see toes. Knee, but the knee bone is connected to the toe bone. Yeah, I don't want to see Okay. It. I think we got to ask a woman... I know that's rare for us on this show. A lot of people criticize the show. It's like a guy's show. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a man cave. Is that what they're saying? Well, they say because we got Jimmy the producer with his little that's sexy true. sound effects. We got yeah. Vince talking about what a handsome man he is half the time, and me that's all I talk m- measuring pizzas with my penis. That which happened on a recent show. I don't remember that. It's like a man cave in here. So I say we get Lauren Gill in here. We're gonna bring her in. You wanna bring her in? I want to talk okay. about some stories anyway. So by me saying that men shouldn't wear, does that make? Are you saying that makes me sexist? No, it doesn't make you sexist. I think that's what you're saying. I say it's a double standard. Hello. Hey, Hi. Lauren Gill, this is Gersh Kutzman on Brooklyn Paper Radio, and you're in In the Papers. Come on in. Okay. While she's coming oh, in, Jimmy, can you play the In the Papers? Play the music. music. Yeah. Make sure she gets her headphones and make sure they work, and let's make sure that her microphone is on. Let's set that all up yeah. for, let's get our producers working on that. There it is. That's right. We're doing our morning paper segment. Lauren Gill, before you sit down, can you just show us your footwear? And I know this is not like the... Uh, she is wearing is. ostensibly strappy sandal-like shoes. Have a seat, can you Lauren put Gill. that? Can you show that on the... Put that on the air. Uh, so, Lauren, the, the debate we're having right now before we get into some of the stories you worked on this week is that... And by the way, it's Lauren See, Gill, everybody. Hi. L- Lauren Gill, a great young reporter who is... I wish I could mentor her more, but I don't work here anymore. No, you don't. But, Lauren, you're wearing kind of strappy... What would you call those things? Strappy... Sandals. You're wearing sandals. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I didn't want to put words in your mouth. So <laughs> you, why you'd call them sandals? Why can a woman? Yeah. Why can a woman wear sandals at the office and a man cannot? I don't know. Well, do, you, do you have an answer to that question? No, I just know that I don't think men should wear sandals. No, why is that? Oh, why oh, so that? you're you're also against the man sandals? Right, can you just stop punching the desk? Mandals. What, what's wrong with mandals? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to look at like gross feet. Okay, so, so men's feet are gross. It depends, but most of the time. All right, do you find... Now, I, well, let me just be clear right, on this, and I'm not just saying this because I want to talk myself up. I have great feet, like fantastic feet, okay. like wonderful Show feet. them off, I say. Let, oh, let well, your no, freak but feet but I'm fly. Just, but still, I, I like to have socks on. All right, Lauren, you, you've... Distra- and I think the socks have a, a big reason why I have such nice feet. You've said, Lauren, that you think men's feet are unattractive, right? Yeah. Do you have a problem looking at women's feet? Like, Because women wear sandals all summer long. So this is a this is an anti male thing, am I right? No, I mean women's feet are just more taken care of generally. I see what you get. So women's yeah. so you get the pedicure then? I mean I don't get pedicures. So no, you don't. But no. so how do you take care of your feet better than I do? I don't know, that's a good question. Okay, but no, but here's the thing, it's sexist. <laughs> it's you got a sexist <laughs> it's a sexist double standard. Because my feet could be as pampered as your feet. They could be. Yeah, I, I choose not to. 
I just took a look, Gersh, and it's not good. Well, I lost a toenail this week because I'm hockey. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. I just don't like the look of it. You okay. know, sandals with jeans, just not a good look. All right, so are there, other, like are, there, are, are there other parts of the male anatomy, you could be honest, that you want us not to show to you? Is that what you're getting at? I mean, you just don't like men, is what you're saying. I'm not saying that. Okay, good. Okay. Okay, Let's good. not put words in there. <laughs> okay. All right, so listen, Gersh, have you, this seems kind of personal. Have you ever been... Uh, you know, taken to task for the fact that you wore sandals to work or something like that? Has yes, any, I have. Yes, I have. Really? Who would, who would do such a I, thing? I will name names. Kyle Allen, former editor-in-chief of the uh, New York Post, once uh-huh. took me to task for wearing sandals to the office, and I had to say to him, excuse me, Mr. Allen, they're orthopedic. <laughs> I did. I, that was how I got out of it, or else I was going to be in trouble. Anyway, no, Lauren, my point is, it's a double standard. My feet uh-huh. could be as pampered as any woman's feet. I can't believe you got away with the orthopedic. How how can that like how are sandals orthopedic? I, no, they I, literally I know, were. Like, they were like I don't even really like wearing sandals that much. It's the first time I've wear sandals. All right, we're not I wear criticizing. Shoes, All right, we got to get out. We got to get out. Lauren, you did a great story this week, and I want to share it with all of our listeners because it's important. Which one am I talking about? Adult coloring book event. Tell us about it. Tell us. Wait, there was an adult coloring book event? There's going to be one. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. Well, tell us um, all about it. The beer hall, uh, I forget the exact name of it in Park Slope. Well, but that's an artist, good reporting. <laughs> an artist. She's covering a lot of stuff, okay? Yeah, yeah you guys didn't give me any warning about what I was going to talk about. What so. It was online. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was all yeah. part of the poll. All right, we voted. Anyway. You got voted in in the poll to come talk about the well, adult. I believe color. it was a tie with me and Max, and the voting was kind of rigged. But I don't right. know what you're saying. What is the adult coloring? <laughs> it book? means every time Lauren tried to vote for Max, it was denied. <laughs> all right, Lauren, why are adults even coloring at all? Well, so this Park Slope artist makes her own coloring books, and she says that it's a great way for people to de-stress, just relax, color. Wait, why do we Let want to de-stress? We're, we're New Yorkers. I never de-stress. I stress. It sounds really relaxing to me. Okay, so did you do it? Did you try it? I haven't done it, but actually in the paper this week we have a coloring you page can, that yes. people can practice their coloring That's on. The tomorrow, idea tomorrow you can pick up a copy of Brooklyn Courier or any of your Courier newspapers all out there in, in southern Brooklyn and, and down here downtown. And there is a page in the cover of 24-7 where you can you can just start coloring. So get your get it. your Crayolas ready. That's the kind of creativity I love from the Brooklyn paper and the Courier life change. That's our, that's our yeah, uh, Bill, Bill Roundy. Roundy yeah. I am very happy that we created a fiefdom in southern Brooklyn for Bill Roundy. Yeah, it really is wonderful. All right, so Gil, so where's the the, the event is when? It's uh, coming I have up. To check on that. All right. Well, it's gonna be in the paper. It's, a, it's, it's coming up. No, it's night. in the paper right now. It's okay. next Wednesday. All right. That's great. Yeah. So we got to get out. Okay. Lauren, what else are you working on? What else? What's the big um, story? I'm writing about the Red Hook nursing home right now. Councilman Minchaka voted against it, and council voted it down on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you on that one? Because I think they needed a nursing home in Red Hook. I yeah, don't know what the problem is. But he said is. they're going to find an alternative location, and I don't think being in a flood zone is the best place for a nursing home with a lot of frail people True. who can't really be handle being moved around. Yeah, we learned that the hard way in Hurricane Sandy. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Vince and I were out there. Mm-hmm. We were like, what are we going to do? Should we help? No, it's like we're journalists. No, we're just going to watch. Yeah, I just got to see what happens. We got to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. But that's tough. true, Lauren. That's a good point. Okay, mm-hmm. I appreciate that story. But where are you on my soon to be hit off off Broadway show, Murder at the Food Co op? Are you going to start covering that? I'm not familiar with the show. Oh, really? Murder no. at the Food Co op? I've, I've seen you. I have a copy of the. It, yeah. I have a copy of the. Is it a play? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I have a couple. Well, I, I'm going to be writing about the co-op soon. I have a couple articles coming up. So. What, like what? About the bag, uh, the plastic bag the thing? The plastic bag thing. What do you think? Well, look, you know where I stand on plastic bags. They should be heavily taxed, like sugar in sodas, like uh, pornography, like cigarettes, like any vice should be taxed till we till we wipe it out. So a plastic bag is a vice. <laughs> plastic bag. You, oh, you don't agree, Vince? Well, uh, let me. What's what, a plastic what do you bag think, made out of? What do you think the tax should be on an actual vice? <laughs> on a vice grip? Yeah. I don't think there should be a tax on a vice. Okay, there you go. But where, where, where are you? Do you, you, where do you, do you know what plastic on... bags are made out of? Do you know what they're made out of? They're made out of oil. Oil. From the ground. Oil <laughs> from the ground. <laughs> I, gotta sh- I have to share with our listeners. You show me. You no. show me. This was. This goes you back. You show me a candle that could burn for a fortnight <laughs> with oil from the ground. No, it goes back to Vince and I were were editing the Brooklyn paper one night, and we were like, you know what, Vince? Why are we in newspapers? The future is the internet. We're like we're like we're a like, bunch of oil uh, like no, whalers. We're like, we're like whalers. So I, we ha- we came up with this whole sketch where I was like, Vince. <laughs> it, uh, it ends it. It, it. it starts with this, it, Vince. Did you hear they found oil in Pennsylvania? Oil in the ground! <laughs> and I'm like, oil from the ground. You show me a candle that could burn a fourth night with oil from the ground. And then it happened. <laughs> it's in It's in the movie. It's in uh, It's in that, uh, uh, what is that movie? The Ron everything. Howard movie. They steal everything from our brains, Vince. Everything, that we, everything. that we did late at night in, in the office. Oil from the ground. From the ground. There's nothing more noble, Vince, than going out on the sea and killing a great whale. For it's oil. Oil doesn't come from the ground. It comes from whales in the ocean. All right. Do you know what we're talking about, Lauren? No idea. No you idea. lost me a while ago. All right. Yeah. Lauren, out, out you go. Great show. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. Thanks for coming on. Please don't be afraid to slam the door. Thank you. Please. And can you send uh, Bill Roundy in? Well, we got to talk to Roundy now? Yeah. We're talking about the same thing? I thought we were bringing in Max Yeager. No, i got to bring in Roundy. Send Roundy in. Get the music again. Yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> we lost. <laughs> Shut that microphone down for a second. There it is. See, that's so much better. We lost Vince for a second because we started telling the oil from the ground story, uh-huh. and Gilly was out to lunch. But you were even like, "Oh, no, I got to do this story." You didn't even want to do the accent. I love that. <laughs> I love that story. I'll tell you. What was it from the edge of the sea? Yeah. What's the? What's hey, it's Bill Roundy, everybody. Bill Roundy, have a seat. Are you wearing sandals today? No. Okay. He is not. All right. We're I want to turn him up a little now. Okay. Vince, Vince, can we Just go over little? some? Can we go over some recent history first? What's the recent history we need to discuss? Okay. Bill Roundy, I hired him. Yes. Okay. Because Bill was doing a cartoon strip for us called Bar Scroll. Yep. It, it was and remains a national treasure. It, it is. Well, Bill Roundy's the national treasure. And the, the cartoon itself is just, you know, a short burst of genius. But here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Bill Roundy, so I, I, you follow my Twitter. I call him a national treasure every week because he yeah. goes into bars and he, instead of reviewing a bar, anybody could do that. Vince Anybody. and I used to do I that. Do that in two Vince seconds. and I had a column called The Best Thing We Ate This Week and we just would eat, we'd expense it, and we'd write it up. That was how you did it back but, then. But Roundy had a different idea. I'm going to artistically render the feeling of, a, of being in this bar. Are just the drinks good? It, people talking to bring me? Bring it all together. Anyway, so Bar Scroll was so good, and I left the paper because I was, I was a rising star. That when, when, when Vince had an opening on the arts desk, he said, let's hire Roundy. The guy's an innovator. He's a national treasure. Yes. And now in the right. talk with us on Brooklyn Paper Radio is Bill Roundy. It really is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. Which part? So, getting the job or being on the radio? Being on the radio. Oh, okay, good. I love the voice. He's got the voice for radio, it too. It's just fantastic. <clears throat> so, like- Roundy. You, as the arts editor here, you edited a lot of stories this week about Coney Island. Now, it's our summer fun edition of Brooklyn Paper Radio. The big news at Coney Island is that five-cent hot dog at Nathan's. I, d- tell me why I should care. Give me long lines. 
why why should you care about five cent hot dogs? Yeah, why should that, I care about five cent hot dogs? That's a ridiculous question. I mean, yeah. the Nathan's hot dog is nature's most perfect food. Nice, yeah. nice. The idea that you can get 20 of them for a dollar? Fantastic. I think they're capped at two per person, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know, but you go with 10 people. <laughs> but then you don't get 20 hot dogs. No, no, no. You go with 10 people who, 10 vegetarians. I don't have and 10 vegetarian you get, friends. You've got 10. You swing a dead cat in, in Brooklyn, <laughs> you hit 10 vegetarians. It doesn't mean I like them. You just pull them off the street, you walk up online, you give them 10 okay. cents, get me two hot dogs, please. All right, but Roundy, did you by any chance see the, the video I made for the Daily News of me in 1916 buying a Nathan's hot dog? Because it's the 100th anniversary. Did you watch that video? Yes, I did. What did you think of it? You can be honest, I don't care. That was a very long video. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it was a silent movie. It was four minutes. It was pretty entertaining. All right. But I was like, well, it, this just keeps going, doesn't it? All right. It keeps on but, giving. Is but what then, yeah. you know, you have the twist. Like, who is that? Is that uh, you know, the uh, entertainers and the... Uh, the dog? And, and the whole drama with the dog. Yeah. And the rescue. Was, it was, like it was a dog it's really, rescue. Yeah. It, it's a love story. I think how it should have ended, though, you should have just eaten the hot dog. You should have looked at the dog and said, oh, maybe I'll give him a bite. And then, you know what? He's just a dog. It's what is he good. I'm going to eat this. Good. I'm going to eat this hot dog. Yeah, that's how yeah. you blew that's it. That's how Nathan's wanted me to end it. That's how. That's really true. And I said, no. The, the whole joke is the dog saved my life. Anyway, Roundy. Yep. Nathan's. It's true. You get a Nathan's hot dog, you're full. But regular price at Nathan's. What is it? It's in the four twenty range, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's hmm. yeah, it's right around there. Four twenty five. Yeah. That's a lot of money for one hot dog. Is it really that much? Do you know where I went today? Where'd you go? I went to the new Papaya King on. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, no, it's a great. No, it's papaya kid. How 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 much is the hot dog there? You ready for this? Huh. Two hot dogs and a papaya drink, for five bucks. Yeah, recession special. It's their special. It's, That's their, a good it's deal. the original. That's Two a good hot deal. dogs and their papaya drink, and you could get a number of different drinks. You can get a you can get a, a lemonade. You can get some other sort of fruit drink. Well, they had all sorts. They say of stuff. papaya is a mango. They say papaya is nature's elixir. Well, the papaya drink is is thick. It's almost like a shake. Yeah. I, I've never had it before. Round, do you ever have that papaya drink? I have not had the papaya drink. I recommend you go around the corner. Listen, I love Nathan's, but I recommend you go around the corner and you get that. And the hot dog was good. I mean. I was actually asked, how does it compare to a Nathan's yeah, Frank? Yeah. And I, you know, it compares just fine. You know, a hot dog's a hot dog. You know, they grow them on trees in England, so that's what makes them great. First of all, I don't like that expression, how does it compare? Because everything compares to something else. It just doesn't always compel, compare well. That's right. It might not compare. I mean, how, do, how did I compare as an editor to, to Roundy? Well, we compare. Yeah, you can compare that. Yeah. All right. So we got to get out. Roundy, other than Coney Island this weekend on Memorial Day, what should people do in our summer fun edition? What's the big thing going on? Well, I mean, obviously. If you were Bill Roundy and you were going out this weekend, what would you say this is the must do? Or what is Bill Roundy doing this weekend? How about that? Well, obviously, there's some adult coloring going on. Well, we've heard we've about, that. about we, that. We did a whole piece on that. Let's move on. Right. Um, uh, so, Alamo Draft House is starting out, uh, they're giving some sneak peeks. Uh, and so in Fort Greene Park, tomorrow night, they're doing a screening of Best in Show. Ooh, good movie. Ooh. And it's going to be a bring-your-own-dog event. Wait, what time is Wait that? Wait a second. What time is that? Uh, it's at sundown. Uh, tomorrow or Saturday? Tomorrow night. I don't know well, what time the sun goes down. I don't know. You could. You would ask me, like, well, I don't know what time the sun comes up. Uh, uh, I don't know what time it goes I down. Ask it's about 8.15. I want to okay. ask the arts editor a question, though. Go. Outdoor movies. Yeah. Everyone loves them. Oh, I'm going to sit on the rooftop. I'm going to drink a beer. I never can hear the movie. So my question is, if you're a cineaste, a cineast, should I go to the movie? Uh, yes, you should. Really? Actually, Why? there is a new a, uh, rooftop film uh, series in which everyone wears headphones and they mm. actually 
pump it in like to your direct headphones. They got the you Bluetooth. Won't hear they got the Bluetooth around you. Yeah. Ah, so that's that good. will be in next week's They got week's the Bluetooth, paper. Gersh. All right. So you're you're like you're like living in a you're like going to a drive-in movie and hearing it through some tinny speaker when we're here in the '90s listening to the Bluetooth. The '90s, yeah. Or something like that. So really, it's gonna be, uh, that's great. I'm gonna do it. Are they gonna do that at the at the Best in Show? Uh, they are not. I don't want too bad. Different oh, there people. you go. All right. Well, anyway, we got to get out. Bill right. Roundy, fantastic. Great that you were here. You've great done it again. With you. Unfortunately, stick around for a second. We got to pay a bill or two, and we're going to do it quick because we're running out of time. We are. Listen, Jimmy, I got to tell you something. As I said to you before, look, when my back is in pain, I go to Melinda Keller at the Brooklyn Spine Center. The reason she's got a DRX 9000, it's a spinal decompression device which adds a pumping action. Pump, the pumping it allows action. your body's natural resources to fight off this, this disc disorder which has the, the disc bulging out and touching the spinal nerve. It happened to me, and I went to Melinda Keller, fixed me right up. That's the Brooklyn Spine Center, 5911 16th Avenue, 718-475-9438, or on the web at brooklynspinecenter.com. She, she took care of you, Gersh. She did. Hey, look, my wife's calling. Should I take this call? No. Okay. Well, I want to I want to hear this, those soothing sounds again. Can you bring that up for me, Jimmy? Is it coming in there? There it is. Who is that again? We know who that is. That is... Ari Hamani. Ari, Ari Hamani. Featuring Kapatanabe. Kapatanabe. I hope it's correct. I hope I'm pronouncing it correct. I think it's just Ari Harmony. It's Ari Harmony. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be at the Atlas Steakhouse. There'll be an acoustic performance on June 16th from 8 to 10 p.m. Now, look, there's a $15 minimum. You're never going to be able to spend I know, that. It's tough. It's tough to do it. But you know what you do? You sit down. You try one of their signature cocktails. You try one of their delectable appetizers. I love the crab cake. I've heard. I've heard. And then you order a steak. And you're gonna you'll make it. You'll make it. I think you'll just get past that. Yeah, the steak will put you over fifty. You'll get you'll just get past that that threshold. Because the Mediterranean style steaks that they provide at Atlas Steakhouse, second to none. And as you know, it's always a cut above the rest. So come on out on June sixteenth, the acoustic performance by Ari Harmony. Featuring Capitanabe, they're on from 8 till 10 p.m. As you know, the steakhouse is located at 943 Coney Island Avenue in Ditmas Park. They're always online at atlassteak.com. And there's uh, they're having brunch now, so you can also go there for brunch. It's also fantastic. So yeah, Atlas Steakhouse, try to test it out. Regardless of whether you have a steak or eggs, you're going to want to get your teeth cleaned after that because it's so toothy and a lot delicious. I go to Joseph Lichter DDS. Your mm-hmm. reason? You want to know why, Vince? Let me hear. Because I'm cheap, and Lichter knows that. And Lichter knows he's going to clean my teeth. He's going to scrape out the crap that gets in between. i got these big holes in my teeth. Yeah. And he's going to give me Invisalign, which I don't need, but others do. It's an adult. I know. I think you do need it. Well, that's fine. Adult braces. And he's going to give it to you at half or a third the price of those fancy dentists in Park Slope where I take my kids. Joseph Lichter DDS, 1420 Avenue P., in Brooklyn. As, as, that's for periodontal. 718-339-7878. His prices are... I mean, he's like the crazy idiot of dentistry. His yeah, prices are so low. Around. No, you don't even shop around. He, his, his everyday prices are so low, they're practically insane. That's he's, josephlichterdds.com. He's practically giving it all away. All right. So we got Bill Roundy here for a couple more minutes. Bill. Yo. You know what's coming up. I know your editor, arts editor, blah, blah, blah. But... You know the f- the Fringe Festival is coming up in Manhattan at the end of August. Do you know that? I'm sorry, Manhattan? Well, hold I'm on. Not, I'll get, I'll I'm get. not familiar with that. Across location. the river. All right. And I wouldn't even ask you to put it on your radar screen but for one reason. 
The top show in the 20th anniversary of the New York City International Fringe Festival this year is Murder at the Food Co-op. Is that really the top show? There? It is a murder mystery musical set in the Park Slope Food Co-op. Now, have I got your interest, Bill Roundy? You do. You do. Okay. So, go right now to gershkunstman.com and listen to the songs. Just l- I'm plugging away. Is listen it, listen is to it Gersh, the songs. Is it Gersh, the Gersh Kunstman Homestead? No, Gershkunstman.com. We, we classed it up, Vince. The one, the AOL one. No, Gershkunstman.com. Oh, Gershkunstman.tv. No, no TV. Gershkunstman.com. Oh, Gershkunstman.com. I'm asking Jimmy. Jimmy, you checking this out yeah, while Jimmy, he's talking go. about it? Maybe you could play the music, Jimmy. If anybody, yeah, why don't you play us one of the songs? Go to Gershkunstman.com and click on our songs and play uh, Nature's Man for us. Let's give us, let's play us out. Let's, we'll do it live. Let's play us out. It's Nature's Man, the song. So let called? me introduce the song. Let's, let's tell us what it's about. I'm going to tell you the song. So let me, be, let me be interviewing you. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen on Brooklyn Paper Radio today, we're proud to have on Gersh Kuntzman. And Gersh Kuntzman, of course, a columnist at the New York Daily News. And this week, his new show is going to open the International Fringe Festival in Manhattan. It's called Murder at the Food Co-op. Gersh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Vince. Well, listen, it's great to have you here. Tell us a little about this murder at the food cop. Would someone ever actually get murdered at the food cop? Is this based on a true story? It is not based on a true story, but I was was enjoying the idea. I think we got to play a clip. Gersh, <laughs> why don't you tell us what this song's about? Tell us what it's called and so tell us called, what's it about. It's called Nature's Man. and it's Nature's a, Man. A song hmm. sung by the celebrity of the co-op, the Elvis Presley of the co-op, if you will. His name is Johnny Endive. So Johnny Endive. Play that song for us, Jimmy. Let's see if he can do that. Let's let's go. All right, let's be quiet. It should come on. Nature's Man. Nature's Man. And it would come on on the website. One moment. Gersh, tell us a little about the song. So the song's an up-tempo number. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it goes. Make it a little louder. Make it a little louder. There we go. I'm I'm hearing the Elvis. Chicken doula. Let's fade that out. Don't, don't fade it out yet. I'm, I'm, I thought I'm running this interview. Well, all right. Thank you, Vince, for letting me play that. That's I just went from Murder at the Food Cop. I, he- I hope they could hear it out there. It was kind of a, kind of a, like like a kind of a shuffle. I told the the music writer I want an Elvis song, and he said, No, let's do like a Jackson Five thing. And I got to say, it worked better. No, no, I don't say that's a Jackson Five thing. Kind of sounded like a shuffle. I like the line that he. Cycles. He even recycles when he cycles, yeah. which is kind of what we were talking about the other day about you know doing two things at once. So anyway, the name of that character is Johnny Endive. He's the hero of the co-op. We've got a character named Dick Johnson, who's the detective who investigates the and crime. Never, it never gets old. Dick never Johnson. gets old. Dick never Johnson. Gets old. Uh, Doris Shanghai Shankman is is one of the main characters, and of course, Sojourner Truth Smythe is the uh, reporter for the Weekly Composter, 
which is the co-op newspaper. So and it's a lot of is fun. Is that the actual co-op newspaper? No, the co-op newspaper is called the Line Waiters Gazette, but I didn't think anybody would believe that. <laughs> so I went with the Weekly Composter, which is a great, great newspaper. Anyway, listen, Jimmy, if you want to play us out, yeah. the song, and we're going to say goodnight, uh, Vince. Thanks for having me on the show. Listen, Gersh, I'm glad you could come on. I wish you the best of success. Listen, everyone out there, it's called Murder at the Food Co-op. And it's going to be at the Fringe Festival in New York City. I believe it's going to open the show. Play I think it's going to open the whole you, thing. Can you play us out with Do It With Buttons? Buttons? Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. I like this one. Might take a minute to download. Let's, let's, let's stick with this. Guys, it's been a great, <laughs> great show. Great show. Murder at the Food Co-op at the International Fringe Festival this August. Thanks, Steve Levin, for coming on. Thanks, Bill Roundy. Thanks to Lauren Gill. Wow. He's playing us out. On Monday. It was Feed the Poor. It is Tuesday. Brooklyn Paper Radio from the Brooklyn Paper, Paper Building in downtown Brooklyn, and we will see you close next week. Core. On Thursday, it's bring back Al Gore. But tell me.